everyone, and welcome to the I Dare You podcast. This podcast is all about you and helping you reach the big goals that you have for your life. And what next steps do you want to take to get there? I'm your host, Darren Johnson, and welcome to episode 65. I'm so glad that you are here. For those that are new to the show, new to the podcast, a special welcome to you. If you like what you hear, um, I encourage you, subscribe to the podcast. And for everyone, feel free to share this episode with others. Uh, the growth that we're seeing in the podcast is fun to see, and it does not happen unless we are sharing. And you are doing that, and that is not lost on me. I want to thank you so much, not only for being here, but also for taking an extra step and sharing with others. There is no big ad budget. <laughs> There's no big influencers. It's you caring enough to share this message with your friends and family and others important to you. And I want to thank you so much for doing it. Now, our guest this week is none other than Nikki Boyd. This interview was so much fun because it has such practical value. Nikki is a home lifestyle influencer, a professional organizer, and a published best-selling author. Nikki is definitely a trendsetter with a lot of fans following her. She has over 500,000 YouTube subscribers and well over 120,000 Instagram followers. Her best-selling book, Beautifully Organized, A Guide to Function and Style in Your Home, and we will talk about how being beautifully organized can reshape your lifestyle and improve your quality of life. Now, Nikki's work also has been featured at the New York Times and Martha Stewart Living. Now, what are you gonna learn this episode? Well, first, if you like contemporary design and learning about functional environments, you're going to get some tips and hints here. Also, if you want to organize and beautify your home and your workspace, Nikki will provide you with some clear direction. And if you are someone who has a side gig or a passion project that you're thinking about doing something more with it, this interview with Nikki will give you some clear insights that maybe you've not gotten anywhere else. And finally, if you've ever stopped a project or, or stopped pursuing a dream, out of fear or being afraid or because you're waiting for everything to be perfect, who hasn't? I think Nikki has a message for all of us. All right, I've been waiting for this interview. I can't wait for you to hear it. Episode 65 is ready, and here, everyone, is Nikki Boyd. Nikki, welcome to the podcast. It's really good having you here. So glad to be here. Thanks for having me. So Nikki, I am looking at you on Zoom and what a perfect backdrop. You are you must be a professional organizer and designer because it looks fantastic there. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. I tell I just recently moved to Charlotte, so I feel like I'm finally settled in. Professional organizer, how did you land on this as your vocation? What's been your journey so far? Well, actually, as a military spouse, you know, I, I spent the most of my adult life traveling with my husband and supporting him. And he would walk in the house sometimes and say, oh, well, we're moving overseas in two months. <laughs> so, I, you know, over the years, you know, over the years, I've had to really hone in on how to really manage a home, pack up a home and be very organized. And those skills really helped me be able to transfer this into a wonderful business for myself. Yeah. All right. So your husband, Air Force, where, what countries have you lived in? How often have you moved? Oh, all my life, because I'm a, I'm a military brat. My dad's oh my. Um, retired Army. Grandfather's retired Air Force and husband's Air Force. And so um, I've lived um, in Germany for 10 years. We were in England um, for three years and then all throughout the U.S., um, Alaska, 
South Carolina, North Carolina, New Jersey, everywhere. Unbelievable. <laughs> well, I, I'm not. I'm not a veteran. Uh, my dad was, but to to you and to your family, thank you for your service. You know, it's it's amazing how uh, yes, the people who are, are serving, obviously. But it's a family. It's a family deal, obviously, isn't it? 100%. Yes, it absolutely is. And so, you know, and, and we all have our roles in making it work. Yeah. 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 Uh, what, as you look at all the times you've moved, what have you learned along the way uh, about organizing and and trying just to bring some some balance to things in a time when there maybe wasn't a lot? Yeah. Well, it, it, one, it's challenging because not only are you moving to a new area, you're moving into a new home and it's not always um, the biggest. You Sometimes you're in a little uh, little box. It's not always the best. You know, most of the homes with military, you know, they were built in the 1960s with no renovations to date, <laughs> you know. And so it was the challenge of really creating and curating a beautiful environment for your family because it, we were going through so many changes, you know, home was that place, you know, that place mm. where you felt safe and rejuvenated and comfortable. And so um, I felt like my role was really, you know, how can I make, get us settled in as fast as possible? Because we moved every three years, you know, so you didn't have a lot of time. So where did that, where did the passion for that come from? What you just said there about turning that into a home, where did the passion come from? But also the the expertise which you have, um, just gorgeous photography and your insights into having a beautifully organized home. Well, first of all, let me let me clarify that I was a very messy child. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I, as a child, I was that child where my room would be a disaster, and my dad would be like, "Get your room clean," and I would have it cleaned in five minutes. He'd come in and everything was clean, but then when he went to open the closet, everything fell down on him. So wow. that, that, you know, that was me as a child. But when I got my first home, I had so much pride and that's when it started my journey of really like loving, making a beautiful home and organizing and all of those things. And so I feel like that's where my actual start came from. Besides the fact that my mom was extremely organized and she always taught us the skill set. I never appreciated as a child, you know, but you know, at, you know, at four years old, I knew how to fold a towel. I knew how to put away clothes and stuff, even if I didn't appreciate it. Yeah. But I think it stuck, you know, I think it really stuck. Well, apparently, apparently now uh, I went to your website and here's one of the things on your website, uh, professional organization for motivated women ready to find balance and reshape their lifestyle through a beautiful functional space that brings happiness and fulfillment. I love every word of that and it feels very intentional. Where did this, what I'll call more of a hobby and maybe that's that's not the word, but where did this hobby then become more of a business for you? When did you decide to, to make that shift? Well, we when my husband retired from the Air Force, um, we moved to Charleston, South Carolina and he said, it's now time you've supported me and it's now time for you to follow your dreams of what you want to do. Darren had absolutely no idea what that was at 40-ish, you know. <laughs> and But I knew I knew I loved the home and the art of organization. And so I got on YouTube and I just started recording myself around my home with all of my projects. And over time, I started gaining a following and it started growing. And that's kind of how in 2017, after several years of showing it um, on social media, I trans, um, you know, I turned it into a business for myself, you know, and 
never look back. <laughs> wow. So let's talk about your YouTube channel. What what types of things do you do on YouTube? How many followers do you have? Tell us a bit more about your business. So I have, I'm right at a little over a half a million subscribers on YouTube. And I share all things um, home from and work organization. Um, I share D, my DIY projects that I go through. And um, I take you on the journey of some time of simply cleaning my home and just um, even work tips on, you know, how to pack the perfect work bag, you know, different things like that. You know, 500,000 YouTube subscribers. Do you know how difficult that is to accomplish? Yeah, it's a lot of folks. <laughs> That's remarkable. Congratulations on that. Thank you. Thank so you, you. You definitely have hit a, a need in the world or found that need in the world that people are resonating with. What do you think it is? If you just pulled up and looked at what you all messages you're giving out to the world and the content you're creating, what's resonating with people? Well, I think that it's from from for me personally, I think what it is is that you know, organization is not simply putting a bin or a basket in a pantry. You know, it it's about really saving you time, saving you money and saving you stress. And I think that, you know, we go out into this world, this crazy world, and when we come home, a lot of times, a lot of folks are frustrated because they're living in disorder, they're living in clutter, they're, you know, they can't find something that they know they already purchased, and it's stressful. And I think that when they see they can get beyond that, it really is life changing. And for me, I, for years, Darren, honestly, when I started out, I really did not know if this was the journey I was supposed to be on. Really? And then I was like, I was praying to God, I was like, is this what I'm supposed to be doing? And I got an email one night from a lady overseas. And she said, I just want to let you know that I hadn't got my husband passed away, left me with three kids. And I really hadn't gotten out of my bed for two years. And I was laying in bed and I started binge watching your videos and it got me up. And I want to send you pictures so that you can see how I organize my kids' lunches in the fridge and I've cleaned my house. And I actually left the house for the first time in months and bought a teacup and sat down and enjoyed a cup of tea. And, wow. I, you know, of course, you know, I was bawling reading this. Yeah. But to me, that was like organization is life changing. And so for me, that's when I knew I'm all in. Wow. Yeah. What a yeah. great story. So now you're this YouTube star with over 500,000 uh, followers creating content. But when you first started creating content, what was that like? And were you uh, a savvy pro from the beginning or were you self-taught? Uh, still self-taught. <laughs> I tell you, I, you know, I knew nothing. I, I couldn't even tell you. I had a point and shoot Panasonic camera. Did you and really? I, I had no idea basically how to use that. And so I, for a minute, I was just recording myself. I really didn't know what YouTube was at the time back then. Um, but I remember when I was in England, a lady told me, yeah, I make YouTube videos of crafting. And I was like, huh. And so I recorded myself. And I, the only person I showed was my mom. And she was like, oh, put it on the YouTube. She called it the YouTube. Put it on the, the YouTube. YouTube, you know. <laughs> And yeah. so I put it out there, but you know, for a while, nobody was watching and I was just, but I love the art of the process. I love the process of, I was talking to someone, didn't know who it was, but I, it was really myself at the time, but I was talking to someone, I was teaching, I was going through my home and I just enjoyed the process, but definitely um, over the years, and I'm still learning with the filming and, and doing all that. I've, I'm just definitely self-taught with that, but it's fun. <laughs> you know, we have, we've just met. One thing that I really enjoy about you though, 
is you're very humble about what you've accomplished. And I bet you get that a lot. You're a pretty humble person here, aren't you? Well, you know, I, I'm always so, so blessed to have this journey. It's not, it's, it's not what I could have ever imagined that I would be doing, but I'm, I feel so grateful for it. Yeah. I really do. Well, you, you can tell, you can tell. Oh. And, you know, um, my story, again, not military, but I, I grew up in corporate America. My wife and I, we moved about every two years oh, wow. and, you know, re good relocations, promotions. And, and my wife was great um, because I would say, Michelle, okay, it's a promotion. We got to go. And she was, she was awesome, an awesome support for that. Uh, but here's what happened. We would, we would not, we moved so often, we wouldn't even put pictures up on the walls. Oh. We, we would, and then we would just accumulate stuff. And so finally, Nikki, just about a year ago now, now six months ago, I, when I, when I, our house, if you came into our house, Nikki, mm -hmm. you would say, well, this looks like a relatively clean house. That would be, I think your first impression. But when you open the closets, oh my gosh. It's a whole, it's a, it's a lie. We were living a lie. <laughs> so we brought an organizer in to help us for once and for all go through our closets. And so when you say it's life-changing and get rid of the clutter, Nikki, mentally, I mentally, I'm just feeling so much better about things. And I can't exactly tell you why, but we finally addressed the stuff we've been carrying around for years. Is that, is that a familiar story? What you hear from others? Oh, all of the time. And you don't realize it because you've done it for so many years. You know, you yeah. just live in life and bringing stuff in and not putting, pushing stuff out as fast as it needs to push out. And before you know it, it's just the norm. Yes. But then when someone comes in, like that organizer came in and released and helped you kind of release yourself from it, you're like, wow, you know, this feels good, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the word, released yourself from it. That's exactly yes, what it feels absolutely. like. Your book, Beautifully yeah. Organized, uh, there's these five simple steps. I don't want to give away your book, but what are just a couple of the, the steps or what is your methodology that yeah. would help us begin thinking about how to become more organized? Yeah. And for me with organization, it's about the beauty and the function. So it has to function for you, but it has to be beautiful. And the steps that you take to really get there is one is just to sit down and assess your space and your situation. You know, I see a lot of times where someone will move into a home and they think because the builder has said, oh, this is the dining room, that they have to use it as a dining room. But the reality is they only use it once a year, but right. they need a home office. So I always say, sit down and assess your family, your situation, and you your home in the way that you need it. Um, and then after that, it's about really clearing out the clutter. You have to get those things away from you that you do not need in your space because you're paying. Our homes are pretty pricey. We're paying good money yeah. for these spaces. So you want to really make sure that you're storing things and keeping things in that valuable real estate that you need, you know, you don't want it to be a storage facility, you know, and then, you know, from that, the next step after you kind of remove everything away is just to give it a nice good cleaning, start fresh, and then build systems that work for you and your family. We all work differently. Um, so, you know, just kind of cre create those systems that work for you. And then finally is just the making it beautiful, you know, making it so that it's a place where you can create memories, having that game drawer that's easily accessible when you want to play games for the family, that beautiful coffee bar to welcome you in the morning. Think about how can I create a beautiful experience for anyone who enters my home? Mm. Yeah. I like that. It's, yeah. that's so, so deep. It's so much more. You said it. it's not just about buying a bin at, you mm -hmm. know, somewhere from Target and bringing it home. Mm -hmm. This is a, this is a really a refreshing 
uh, angle on having a decluttered home and it, yeah. it matters to your mind and your family and balance. So yeah, I love that perspective. Yes. Tell me this though, where is your inspir- where does where does your inspiration come from? Because I marvel at people like you and what I would call more creative, the idea generation for which you come up with these ideas, what's your process? Does it come from your audience or how do you create these really cool ideas? You know what? I actually, when I work in my home, I I always pretend like I work at a high-end retail department store because I feel like when I go into those luxury, beautiful stores, they create these experiences that draw you in, you know? And so when I'm organizing a drawer, organizing a linen closet, I'm thinking about how can I make that so engaging that I want to come into this linen closet? You know, even if you went into my laundry room, I had a chandelier in my laundry room because I wanted to create an environment that made me (laughs) want to come in to do laundry because I don't like doing laundry there. So so I wanted to create something that really, you know, just was beautiful, but engaging, but functional. And so I always think about, and I I tell people all the time, pretend like you are working in a high-end department store and arrange things the way that you think that it would draw you in. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's really good advice, mm-hmm. you know, and on your blog, on your website, and it is at home with You talk about the work-life balance and here you go a little bit deeper into some of those things that you were talking about. One of the things that you, know, you gave a process for decluttering your mind and having more of their work-life balance. One of them is learn to say no, yes. learn to say no. That was your number two tip. Why was that so important to you? What, what, do you, what insights do you have for us about learn to say no? I struggle with it. Yeah, it's and it's hard. It's hard because number one, we you know we don't want to let anyone down. We always think we can do more than we actually can do, and so we, I'm, uh, you know, good. I'm still in in practicing the art of saying no myself, and sometimes yeah. I'll I'll um, get overloaded, and I'm like, why did I get in this situation? But <laughs> I've learned. Um, I think I was listening to something on um, Instagram or TikTok, and I love the way this person put it. She said, instead of saying no, just simply say, you know, you know, I really don't think this is a part of my journey. And so that's what I've started doing when I have to kind of say no to something. I say, you know what, thank you so much, but I just don't think this is a part of my journey, (laughs) you know? And because what happens is when we fail to give ourselves those limits, we're taken away from growing and from our journey because we're we're doing things that are really not a part of what we desire to do what we need to do and so i'm really myself trying to be diligent about only doing those things that are a part of my journey you know oh, i like that i'm yeah. gonna go deeper with you on this because i think for everyone listening it's it's something that you and you and i are not the only ones who struggle with this oh. so let's let's go a little further you know that when you say yes to something that means you're saying no to something else and so when you're saying yes to that I don't know. It's that uh, someone invites you to go somewhere or be on a committee or, you know, the the numerous projects we're all invited to. You can say yes. But remember, by saying yes, you're, you're saying no to something that might be more important in your life for your journey. Any disagreement on that, Nikki? No, I totally agree. And for me, it's about um, living in priority, you know, as a person, you know, I think it's important that we determine what are our, our priorities. For me, it's God first, it's myself second, family, home. That's yeah. my order of priority. And so when I'm, I make decisions or I make commitments, it's about thinking, okay, do the, live in your priority and make sure that the decisions you make allow you to do that. 
And am I perfect at it? Absolutely not. But it always is the goal. And it's always where I try to get back to when I kind of fall short. We're always still working at it. And when we talk about being a professional organizer, Nikki, I don't think you're humble. Uh, but I don't think you have it completely dialed in. You're a work in progress like everyone else, aren't you? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, that you know, that's uh, that's being a part of life. You know, we, yeah. we are not always going to have it together. Our house is not always <laughs> going to be clean. We live in our house. We, right. we have things going. So absolutely. I'm always growing myself as a business owner, as an organizer. So absolutely. Yeah. One other thing that you, you mentioned um, about uh, the work-life balance had to do with uh, leaving work at work. Look, we've been through the pandemic and COVID, so the rules of work have changed. But tell us a little bit more about about that, in your opinion. Yeah, and I think, um, and I, in my my third book was beautifully organized at work because I really felt like you know we spend a lot of time in our work life. And so it's important that if we're going to do that, we're going to make that life just as beautiful, just as organized as our home, because we spend so much time there. And in that, it's important to have that cutoff spot, which is difficult, especially now that a lot of people are working from home, of how to shut that off. And so one of the things that I do is laugh therapy. You know, so I, how I make that that cut of my day is I find whatever it is that's going to make me just laugh because I find that that laughter helps stop that work day for me. And it did. And then it moves me into my home life. So I think it's important to find some type of tool or thing to help you really cut that day um, so that you can transition. A lot of people, when they worked outside of the home, it was that drive home that would distinguish that. But when you work from home, it's hard to distinguish when am I going to stop? Yeah. Yeah. You, you do have to create these these barriers, these boundaries. You know, it's funny you mentioned that because when I was working at home during COVID, I would sometimes I would uh, go out into the garage and I would I would work there, and then I knew that when I came back from the garage, okay, I'm back home from work. It was silly. It was yes. five five feet, but mentally it it felt like work was over. It made sense, right? Yes, I get it. I I really get it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Now uh, let's talk about the clutter. So I'm looking at your uh, your backdrop, and it does look like a high end retail store. Well done. But now I've also read some of your work on digital clutter. It's incredible how much digital clutter we have. Yes. Tell us a little bit about what we can do to uh, remove some of the digital clutter that we all have. Yeah. One is is to create a system for managing it. I think a lot of us, we just have our emails and we have our documents, but we don't really have a system for how we're going to organize things and how we're going to work on our digital space. You know, one thing that I created was a desktop organizer. It's just a simple backdrop for your desktop where you can drag your icons in an organized way so that even when you log onto your computer, it doesn't, you don't have all these icons popping up and oh. all this clutter popping up. Um, as soon as you log in, because again, we don't think about it, but those are little stressors that throughout the day that affect us. And so, you know, if I had to say anything, it's about think about how you work in your digital space and and organize it just as if you would organize a closet or home and then create your routine for working on your computer. Oh my gosh. So you, you must be looking over my shoulder because that (laughs) I need that number one. And if if you came and looked at my computer and saw how many ta- open tabs I have, uh, I, it would it would shock you. I think you would probably just close my computer. <laughs> uh, 
So Nikki, what are some of the, the projects that you're currently working on or something coming up in 2023 that's giving you, I don't know, just a lot of joy and purpose right now? What are you looking forward to? One thing I'm super excited about is because I've been doing this for so many years now, I am really passionate now about teaching other women like myself um, how to transfer those that passion for organizing into a business. And so I just launched my master course, which I'm now teaching other women how to take taking care of their home and organizing their space, but to do it for others now and how you can really take those that skill set and build a business. And so that's one thing that I'm really passionate about um, right now. And then the other thing is I just, I, you know, I get this question all the time from um, a lot of clients and people, they like, where do I start in my home? I don't know where to start. And so I created this little card deck and it's get your home organized in 52 weeks. And each week you pull one card and you do what that task is. That's what you work on for the week. But it takes the, the, it takes the, um, problem away of where do I start? You just let the cards guide you. Oh my gosh. I love that. That's, that's yeah. dummy proof. I think that, that appeals to me. I can see that. Yeah. That's, that's wonderful. Uh, and, and where would we go to learn more about you and to follow all the cool things you are up to? Yeah. I'm at home with Nikki and that's N-I-K-K-I on everywhere. You can go to at home with Nikki.com and that's how you can find every place that I am. <laughs> Nikki, looking back at your journey so far, what would you say is the biggest learning? And it maybe came from a failure or a mistake or maybe a success, but if you had to pick one or two things that's your biggest learning, what would it be? I think the the biggest thing that I learned from this whole journey was one, to follow my gut and not be afraid. Don't let fear stop me from doing anything because fear for me... Um, it will hold you back. I see so many people where they they have these great ideas and these great things that I know that they can do, but they let fear stop them yeah. or the, the the desire to be perfect. And so you have to let go of that fear and perfection so that you don't get stagnant. And so I think over the years I've learned that is, you know, I, perfection does have has no credibility with me <laughs> yeah. and fear doesn't either. So if there's something I want to do, I go for it. That's good. You know, the fear and perfection, had that ruled you, uh, you probably would not have uh, uploaded that video to YouTube, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, you mentioned that in, in, in our conversation that God is a priority for you, your top priority. In what way is faith uh, guiding your your journey here so far? Oh, it guides everything. It really does. It's what helps lead me in the directions that I go. It's what keeps me strong when things get tough. Um, often like, I mean, it's, it's my everything and I wake up and that's the first, I go to God first to give me the strength to get through my day, you know? And so if I had to put in in one word, it's my everything It's truly my everything. Yeah. I I read that you, um, you have three children. Is that right? Yes. Yes. So now there's a lot of people listening that maybe don't have children yet, or they have young, young children. Uh, What advice do you have for those moms and dads out there that you've learned the hard way about parenting? Give us give us one or two things. Yeah, I think that you um, each child is different. (laughs) So don't try to raise them all in the same way, because each child is definitely different. And I think also, you know, really enjoy your children while they're home, because when they're gone, you're going to miss them you're going to miss them. And I think teach them, give them, don't discount life skills. 
you know, when they're in your home, try to give them as much guidance with how to do those basic things, because they're really going to, even if they don't appreciate it, they're going to take them out into the world and they will definitely need them. Um, and communication. I'm always in, in, in my planner book, I'm always talking about um, having those family home meetings and sitting down and talking with your child. And even if they act like they don't want to be there, they really do. You know, they really do. Yeah, you're right. They are watching. They're capturing. They're listening. They they are there, aren't they? They are. They re- And I know this from experience because I was that child. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So now if you could go back in time and talk to your 18-year-old self, what would the three words you would tell your 18-year-old self? Oh, my goodness. I don't know if I could talk to that girl. She was just something else. <laughs> but <laughs> but um. I, I would tell her that, you know, you're a leader, you, you're, you're really strong, and there's nothing you cannot do. You can do anything that you want to do, mm-hmm. any anything that you want to do. Um, because I think that, you know, as my younger years, you know, I thought that I was in a box. And now I'm seeing that that box is just blown away, you know. Um, I, you know, if you would have told me at 19 that I was written four books, I would be like, yeah, right. I can't even stand writing that uh, essay, you know, you know? Yeah. but it's just, there's no limits. There's just absolutely no limits for you. Well, that, that's something that if, if we only could, and there's so many people that look at their world as this box, isn't that the truth? Yeah, absolutely. And they don't absolutely. realize how they can break out of it. And so let's talk about that. Why don't more people take that step out. It goes back there into that fear. I think it's the fear and perfection. They feel like either um, they're not good enough or they don't have enough skills to do it, or they feel like it has to be perfect before I jump out there. Everything has to be in line before I try that business or before, you know, I take that course, you know, and that's just not the case. Yeah. Yeah. That this world is so big, the economy is so big, and you have so many talents that you've been given, <laughs> and and you can do more if, if you choose to do so. And oftentimes, if fear is holding you back, if perfection is holding you back today, just take that one micro step. It doesn't have to be huge. Just take that one step. Get some inertia going toward that and just keep building, building toward that. Nikki, you're the entrepreneur on this. Uh, what would you add to that? I would say put your blinders on. You know, mm. I, I, I moved from Charleston, South Carolina, and they have the horses downtown. And you notice they always have the blinders on because they want them to look straight ahead. They don't want all of these the things and the distractions getting in the way. And it's the same for us. You know, if you have an idea and you have something that you desire to do, put those blinders on. Don't worry about if there's a hundred or a thousand people doing the same thing. You are an individual and you have a uniqueness too. All of us have our own uniqueness. So if you put those blinders on, you're going to keep in that direction. And, and that's where the success comes. That's cool. One yeah. more time, Nikki, where can we follow you? Your website and then also Instagram and TikTok? Yes, I'm at home with Nikki on everything. So you can find me at, at home with Nikki and at home with Nikki.com. Okay. And with 500,000 YouTube subscribers, I got a hunch we're going to send a few more your way. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> uh, hey, N- Nikki, we end every podcast with asking our guests, what is your I dare you challenge for all of us? So what do you got for us? You dare okay. us to do what? Yeah. I dare you. I said it a minute ago, and I think this is a great dare. I dare you to put the blinders on. 
put the blinders on and look ahead and, and do whatever it is your heart desires. It's great, Nikki. And this has been a lot of fun having you on the podcast and your insights are so sharp and it's more than, as you've said, it's just more than buying something at Target, like a basket. It's more than that. And the impact and influence it can have our lives is profound. So it has been a real treat having you here, Nikki. Thank you. Oh, I've been so glad to be here. Thank you for having me, Darren. Okay, everyone, that is Nikki Boyd. What a treat that was to get to know her. What a delight and what great insights not only into how to be beautifully organized, but also the impact that it can have on our lives. So you know what I'm going to ask you, what was your biggest takeaway from the interview with Nikki? There's a lot there, but for me, I'm hanging on to put the blinders on and go. And it doesn't have to be perfect for you to go. In fact, if you're waiting for something to be perfect, you're never going to start. So just start and put perfection off to the side just for the moment. Now, make sure you follow Nikki on Instagram, at home with Nikki. And Nikki is spelled with two Ks, at home with Nikki. Also, her book, if you're so inclined, it is beautiful. Beautifully organized, a guide to function and style in your home. And also go to her website, at homewithnikki.com. So now that you listened, who are you thinking of? Who are you going to share this episode with? Thank you for doing so. The fact that you have so many choices right now in digital media and you are choosing the I Dare You podcast, thank you. And get ready now for episode 66 next week. We're joined by Andrew McCarthy. You know him, actor, director, best-selling author, world traveler, total class act, and a really great conversation. I'll see you next week on the I Dare You podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I'll see you then.